The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of Huddles in Stout. In short, the NFL is stupid, and that's all from me. Um, never have I soured on a nation of people more than I have on the Italians after uh, Monday night. Um, which is which is, says a lot because <laughs> we'll get into it. Pasta. Yeah, Siriani is a... An offshoot of, of uh, an Italian export. You mightn't consider them Italians, but uh, we here at Thuddles and Stout discriminate. As everybody knows, as our listener knows, we discriminate quite, discriminate quite liberally. Um, and the Italians are on the, the bad books. <laughs> For this week. For this um, week. <laughs> yeah, it's a fall from grace after the, the feel-good story that was uh, Tommy DeVito. Yeah, he... He, Nick Seriani has undone a lot of good for the Italian Americans that uh, DeVito. All his progress. Um, yeah, well, look, I'll, I'll, we may as well get into the crux, but it's going to be a painful episode for us all. Um, but look, we'll try and keep it upbeat and positive. Uh, if you live under a rock uh, or you've never listened to the show before, we are obviously two, two Philly fans. Um, so it is what it is. Show structure has changed slightly. Um, we'll stick with it around the ground. We'll we'll do the score. We're going to then progress onto the reviews from, from last weekend's games, and then we'll do a quick preview of the division round matchups this weekend, of which there are four. Uh, slightly rebranded as such. Uh, fourth and goal is no more for the playoffs. It is now the final drive, I suppose, because each week we are. Losing sides left, right and centre between now and the 11th of February, if memory serves, the day of the Super Bowl. But I'll just give you my quick little stat. My one last rage against the dying of the light. Um, CJ Stroud is one win away from tying Dak's playoff win record. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't be the bigger man. Uh, No. So with that in mind, it segues us nicely into, I suppose, the review of the Texans-Browns, which was the first um, fixture from the weekend. It was Saturday night at half nine. It was, I want to say a coming of age for CJ Stroud, but it, it wasn't really. We've seen glimpses all year long. Um, ultimately, did it on the biggest stage. There had been hopes leading into it that, Joe Flacco could provide the stimulus for a bit of a deep playoff push for Cleveland, given what their defense was serving up. But the defense was absent, particularly in quarters three and well, particularly quarters two and three. And that was that was before Joe Flacco was exposed as a Baltimore Ravens double agent. Catch. Yeah, double agent, just getting the Browns fans' hopes up. Yeah. I think he, he seen the seen the potential matchup with, with Baltimore. Yeah. Uh this weekend and thought better of it. You know, ultimately the score finished forty five fourteen. CJ Stroud was 
immense uh, in terms of like blokes making their first playoff appearance we'll get to it later on in the show obviously but Jordan Love is not a man who who definitely grabbed the headlines both blokes pretty much pitched a, a, an identical game they both had three tr- touchdowns zero turnovers yeah. yours were identical yeah, yardage yeah. was I think out by two yards incredible stuff but I suppose very quickly given these sides are in- intrinsically linked and we're losing the Browns now it's a good time I suppose to ask the question given the Texans probably got the bootleg up to restart their franchise is their success and ultimately Cleveland's undoing in the playoffs a la Joe Flacco as opposed to Deshaun Watson what do we think is the is the major stimulus for the Houston rebuild is it Dem- D'Amico Ryans is it CJ Stroud or is it this perfect package they've got because that perfect package was a number of what's proven to be valuable draft picks um, real top performers this year yeah. Tank Dell was Will Anderson part of that? Yeah, yeah, Will Anderson, yeah. So do we think it's a, just a perfect combination of all three, or do we think it's well any one in particular? Like, one really solid draft ca- class can do wonders for a franchise. Um, as for if you're going to argue, is it the quarterback or the head coach? It's very difficult to, um, to, to say... During or after that year, it might be years until we we can firmly say, um, like for example, you'll often see quarterbacks have great years, and then maybe some of the assistant coaches will go, and then their their play will fall off. Um, too early to 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 talk about that. Although that might become more apparent next year, as it looks as if the Texans OC um, is a surefire head coach next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing like you can't take away from CJ Stroud is he's come in in his rookie year and won a playoff game. Uh, Joe Burrow hasn't done that. Granted, he was injured in his rookie year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Granted, he didn't start in his rookie year. Um, you might be going back to, um, I think, Dak Prescott? Is that? I think so. Um, so... And people will have uh, different uh, opinions on how grand an achievement that is, but it's 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 certainly it's a spark Houston probably didn't realize they had coming into the year. Yeah. I know he was the number two overall pick, but by uh, by a large margin, I think most people had Bryce Young as the more likely candidate to to get his franchise to the playoffs. Um, look, you can't really discount D'Amico Ryan's either. Like, it's not just CJ Stroud playing lights out. Mm. The whole team, man, the whole team. Um, from the likes of some of the younger, you know, Will Anderson, um, who's who looks for the the last four or five games of the season has looked really, really good. Um, to some of the more older. Veterans Stephen Nelson, who was on the Eagles a couple of years ago, has played well. Um, there's another, I think, Eagle in on their defense as well. That's um, it escapes me at the moment who it is, but it's not just one person or one position. It's across the board. Yeah. Um, I'm mean, like I think a lot of the, the the praise will go on CJ, and probably quite rightly. Yeah. Um. The last point I suppose to bring up in this game, and the buzzer has obviously gone, is just while I'm aware it's a regular season award, I think that potentially seals Coach of the Year, D'Amico, especially seeing as Kevin Stavansky is the other high name up there. Yeah, um, I think so. Um, I think I think he's been our Coach of the Year consistently. Yeah, consistently yeah. from quite early as well. Even when Dan Campbell was leading, not that he hasn't done a good job. Um, even Stefanski kind of bloomed late. Yeah, uh, but D'Amico, I think for us, was always there. Fair. Um, the next game in the 
the Missouri Tundra of Kansas City. The Chiefs overcame the Dolphins 26 points to 7. Thoughts on that game? Yeah, I don't have um, as delicate a point prepared as you did. So I was thinking we might just come up with a talking point for each team. Um, And I suppose maybe we'll start with the loser, get them over with before we give props to the winner. But the Dolphins, a lot of the talking points now is Mike McDonald safe. Um, And probably after you answer that question... Mike McDonald? um, McDaniels? Mike McDaniels. Apologies, uh, Mike. I thought you you were just throwing shade. I thought that's what the the joke was. I was like, Jesus. Uh, Too many names flying around. uh, Too many head coaches. Um, Is he safe? And the next question to ask, and we've been asking it as well again for a couple of years now at this stage, is to the guy. Because it's obvious, and I saw this on Twitter during the week, it's obvious after year one that Joe Burrow was the guy, that CJ Stroud was the guy. Um, After four years, we're still not sure if Tua needs another year to prove himself. I I think a comment that got a lot of flack has aged impeccably over the course of Saturday and Sunday and it was Robert Griffin's comment that was it Robert Griffin or was it Cam Newton's Cam Newton his comments that Dak and Tua were system quarterbacks yeah game managers did he call them or was it system quarterbacks game manager game managers game managers and and you can be a good career quarterback in the National Football League as a game manager and I think ultimately that's what these guys are the question you have to ask yourself is what do these organizations want to do do they want to be playoff one maybe two and done or do they want to be really challenging for the Super Bowl and I think if they really want to be challenging for the Super Bowl both Miami and Dallas not to get ahead of ourselves probably need to look at moving off that piece that's under center Um, that's probably the harsh truth of it. Um, I think they're the new age. Andy Dalton, Matt Ryan. If things go right, they probably could get to the Super Bowl. That's the but sense. It, like I, I, I've said during the season now that Tua looked like he was the guy, and he certainly this year proved that he can stay healthy. And that was a that was a separate question mm. in itself prior mm. to the year. Um, and at times he has looked very good, but. Is the consistency there? Probably not. Probably not. Um, and then I suppose another question that evolved throughout the year was, can he do it against the competitive teams, the physical teams? And Definitely no. I think they got a nice win over Dallas, um, but really their their other statement wins were few and far between. So, fair. Um, if we want to move on quickly to to Kansas. Um, Clearly not the same team as as uh, prior years, but it still ever still it's a it's a, it's a playoff statement win I think. Maybe not a statement. Maybe you wouldn't call it a statement, but it was effectively a blowout in the that temperature. Well, it it is a statement, but it's not the statement we're used to. Sure, it's the statement that this side has now is going. It could potentially do it on the back of defense, which. Is something you never envisaged a Patrick Mahomes-led Andy Reid coach side having to do, but it now looks like they can. I'm, for the life of me, not understanding how Steve's uh, Dan Quinn has been getting head coach buzz now for the ne- the last two-ish years, but Steve Spagnola in Kansas coordinating that defense hasn't gotten a whisper. Not that I've heard. I just, I just think the. You're making an assumption that everyone watches all the games. And not everyone, regardless of position, watches all the games. And I think it's an easy headline that, oh, they've the they've the new best player in the league and in, in that Brady led vacuum. And Patrick Mahomes and ultimately they've one of the most exceptional head coaches, offensively minded head coaches. So no one's really looking at what the defence is doing. Mm. And I know they haven't always been pretty, but but that defense can rally, and it has done over the last couple of years. 
at the right time towards the end mm. of the season um, that really sort of synced up with their, their playoff runs. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we move on here, and this is not offering excuses to either team. Do you think practicing in what is approximately minus 20 degrees centigrade, uh, playing in those conditions, does it affect the team that practices in those conditions or the team that practices in Miami more? And do you think, how much of an effect do you think it had on? I think ultimately you, you can't deny that it's an effect. It's kind of an extra layer on home field advantage. Yeah. I think. But I think it matters when there's less between the sides. Like in a one score game, I think it's a huge influencer no more so than a very good crowd and a very good atmosphere is an influencer but but not a dictator of the game to that extent like like Tyreek Hill played there for years there was footage of him in the warm up warming up in just a t-shirt yeah and I think sometimes we lose concept of the fact that this is the National Football League the players are not born and bred where their franchises are they're from all over the states and at, at an ever increasing rate all over the world. So, yeah, ipso facto, it's it's a factor. It was not the reason why Kansas won. Had that game been sixteen eighteen in Kansas' no, favor, potentially it was. Not trying to suggest it either, but it, it's just kind of exploring maybe lesser talked about aspects of each game's you know contributing factors. Definitely. Uh, moving on, and we'll try not get sidetracked too much by the losing side, but the Packers 48, the Cowboys 32. 32 is a is a lot of empty calories from Dak down the, down the end of the game. The game was pretty much wrapped up by what was an incredible performance on a playoff debut from Jordan Love. Don't want to oversell this because maybe eight weeks ago we were undecided on Jordan Love. It's not like he's had a premium full season. He struggled in parts down the stretch, though he was very he was good, very impressive, yeah, very impressive, uh, and and had glimpses during the struggles that maybe he was the guy. We'll quickly just box off Dallas. It's a mess. They were 7.5 point favourites. They've been immaculate home all year. But something in the back of your head always said, it's the Cowboys in the playoffs. Something's, something's bound to happen. I, uh, I was saying to a pal who had them as surefire winners of that game, I said, it's Dallas in the playoffs. I didn't even really believe it myself, but it's the meme. It's, mm. uh, you know, it's the, the thing. But... They don't fail. Like for the last, the last twenty, uh, nearly thirty years, is it? Um, mm. They just haven't failed. Particularly over the last, the last three playoff exits have been comical. Comical. And this wasn't comical though. This was sad. Nobody expected. Look, we'll get on to it. The Eagles' mm. loss was awful, terrible. Well, for Eagles fans, mm. but I think everybody saw it coming. Yeah. Nobody saw. This coming, you might have predicted Green Bay to to win. I actually bet on Green Bay to win, but I thought that they would eke it out at the last second, and that's that's because I'm a hater. But nobody, I don't think Green Bay fans could have dreamt of this outcome. No, and Dallas was so far off the ball. It's like the players didn't want to be there. But that's it. Yeah. Like playing man coverage all all season. And then going to play incredibly soft zone in your first playoff yeah. game. It's in, it's incredible, and look, I don't think. I don't want. I know we're kind of running out of time here, so I don't want to touch on this too much. Mm. But maybe one for the off season, and maybe one to premise as you go about your working week. Green Bay potentially need to be studied for how they've treated quarterbacks over the last thirty years. A lot of people had issues with Jordan Love sitting as long as he did. If and the, and looked terrible whenever he did get play yeah. at playtime. If what we saw on Sunday night is a indication of what's to come, they need to be studied 
with great detail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I suppose just a quick ode to the the Packers. Phenomenal performance. Obviously, Jordan Love quarterback. Quarterbacks don't get the headlines, and he performed fantastically, as I touched upon. Near identical stats to CJ Stroud, but the run game was incredible. The defense really showed up. Jair Alexander had a phenomenal game. I thought anyway. Just exceptional. And let me tell you one last stat to put the nail in the in the Cowboys coffin. Packers have never lost in AT&T Stadium or Jerry World, whatever you want to call it. That's incredible. Tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, we'll tip on. We'll leave, we'll leave it there. We look forward to watching the Packers uh, as the season progresses. They, they probably only have one more game but it's a far more intriguing matchup than I think it was at the Cowboys well, faced. You say one time. more game, but I think they'll fancy themselves after that type of performance. But as yeah. you say, yeah, it'll be a different up. kettle uh, fish. And look, this week, next episode, we could be talking about Mike McCarthy looking for a job. Yeah. Um, look, we digress. Next um, game, and probably the best game of the weekend, I think. Certainly the closest closest um lions versus rams uh to me it was a bit of a handoff you know that the the lions traded matt stafford to la went on to win a super bowl that year now matt stafford is back in detroit loses to jared goff who replaced him and detroit who won their first playoff game in was it 32 or 36 years 32 and 92 is the last one, so 32. 32. Um, first playoff game in 32 years. It's there's a bit of um, bit of poetry to it. Yeah. Um, both quarterbacks played really well. Um, if we if we want to touch on the Rams first, if CJ Stroud didn't exist, Puka Nakua would be like hands down offensive rookie of the year. Um, he is he's something else and it's I was going to say it's a bit of a shame that Cooper Cup has faded a little bit into the background but that's actually probably just a product of Nakua yeah being, I don't think it's a fading of Cooper Cup it's a spreading it, of the offense yeah yeah it's Nakua absorbing targets because he's been so good um, Kyron Williams as well like I don't know if there was talk of Stafford retiring prior to this season. I don't know what his circumstances are going into next year. But there are some good young pieces on the Rams. It's the same with Sean McVay. Um, Aaron Donald is also questionable as well. He is. I think he was talking about retiring. Like Those three stars for the Rams have all talked about retirement over the last couple of years. Um yeah, I'm mean, like I think they're going under some formative change over the next little while. Um, their their draft class this year was large, so mm-hmm. I think Green Bay have the youngest team in the league now. We'll we might see a shift in that and see the Rams, um, trend in that direction massively over the next couple of years. Um, they've got ownership. I I trust them to to be, to be okay. And um, just again, just to before we move on to the winning team, um. Matt Stafford early in the game on a follow through of one of his passes, his hand um, hit sharply the helmet of Aline McNeil who was rushing him, um, and then we saw Stafford's hand. I mean, like it, it's quintessential Stafford mm-hmm. uh, playing injured, bust up, and still giving a gutsy performance. Um, I think the expression is "fork me." He's tough. He is tough. Tougher, tougher than a two-euro steak. That bloke. I'm not going to go down the road. The road of you know, what if he was healthy? Would they have won? Because it's, you know, maybe if it was the the regular season, you could muse on questions like that. It's the playoffs. The Rams are done, and mm-hmm. and Detroit are are going on. Um, so we'll switch over to them. Their offense, as well, is is outrageous. It's really good, and I know they only scored um, uh, what was it? 24 points um, but in the first half before the Rams defense kind of shored up 
Uh, Jameer Gibbs looked fantastic. Um, is it uh, Josh Reynolds? He looked. He got going really early in the mm-hmm. game and looked stupendous. And then of course Amon Ross St. Brown um, looked fantastic. Um, Eclipse in 100 yards, 110. And Jared Goff has just endeared himself to that city. Yeah, look, I, I suppose it's at moments like this where you say, we laughed at Dan Campbell in his opening press conference. He had a vision. He's delivered on the vision. Regardless of what the outcome is at the weekend, they've got two playoff games. The future looks a hell of a lot brighter. I and they're not in a situation whereby if they lose on the weekend, we're talking about, oh, maybe you blow it up. I think there's still growth in this side. And a lot of really good young players. Mm. Um, like Amon Ra was only drafted two two years ago, I think. Mm. Jameer Gibbs, Jameson Williams. I know he's not done a huge amount, but he shows up. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every now and again, Sam Laporta. Um, yeah, a lot a, of, he was a brilliant pickup this season, Laporta. Oh, he was yeah drafted. Um, some really good young defensive players as well. Um, CJ Gardner Johnson was back. Was impactful. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good team and it's going to be good for a while. We'll see again. They're going to suffer from the curse of having too good an offensive coordinator. Ben Johnson will. Again, almost definitely be coaching somewhere. So we'll see how they get on. But it's hard to imagine them really, really tapering off. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, plenty to look forward to for the Lions. And look, we'll touch on them again in the, the previews for the weekend. Next up, the the delayed, reorganized um, Bills Steelers game took place last night uh, early enough for the Irish fan I think it was about, eight, about half nine maybe half nine off. half nine yeah half nine of a Monday Irish time fantastic lovely uh, obviously Martin Luther King Day as well yeah look the Bills ultimately overcame the Steelers 31-17 potentially the scoreline from what I've seen of the game look, obviously it's, it's a Monday night we're, we're working again on Tuesday so We've seen very limited action of the la- of the two the last two games, but uh, yeah, the- Josh Allen was fantastic. Uh, he's a fifty-two yard rushing touchdown. I think he scored is phenomenal. Yeah, it up on our Instagram fake slider, no, but um, great run. Yeah, um, I'm mean, like everybody thought that the the Steelers were going to be the ones with the fake slide controversy when drafting Kenny Pickett, but uh, it came back to bite them. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Look, the the Bills won well, and look, look, you could debate about the the strength of the Steelers, but look, the Bills are where they needed to be, regardless where they expected to be at the start of the year. It just looks different. So they expected to be facing off against the Chiefs, likely in Arrowhead. They probably just thought it would be the AFC divisional game. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're heading there anywhere a week early. Both sides are probably not fully what we expect them to be, but yeah. it's gonna be another interesting Allen versus Mahomes duel, and I think. And they're at home this time. Bills at home, yeah. Bills are at home. Yeah, oh, this is gonna right. be Patrick Mahomes' first away playoff game. 
not counting Oof. Super Bowls. Oof. Um, Didn't admit that. But look, I talked a fair bit about the Bills and I, I do think we need to give the Steelers a bit of consideration uh, in order to decide it's moving off. We'll touch on the Bills again a bit more as we preview the fixtures. But this is a question that's irked me because, look, I can be his biggest defender. I know points you kind of said you would kind of mention this season he was done. I kind of was trying to defend him. I think I think I mentioned that his seat was warm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I just think I maybe overzealously defended him. I think he did. So, fresh off his fourth consecutive first round postseason exit, a loss that extended the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff win drought to seven seasons. Is it more important at this stage for Pitt? To move off Tomlin or Tomlin to move off Pitt. But what I mean by that is yeah. are we getting a stage where almost akin to Belichick, it's starting to affect his legacy as probably the premier African American coach in the, in the NFL. <laughs> I know, I know you, you laugh at me. It's a dangerous subject to broach as a Caucasian male from Northeast Ireland. Yes. But Our diverse country. It's important for the league and he just... Oh, no, look, he is. He is a, he's an icon. Mm. Um, it's time he looked to move. Um, yeah, possibly. Like, I don't think... The Steelers have some talented players, you know. There's no arguments there. Um, T.J. Watt and and even some of their their newest ad- additions on offense, like Kenny Pickett, looks like he could be A.B. two And you know the bad comes with the good in that one. He he's a bit of a a bit of a, I won't say uh, he's a bit of a loose cannon. Uh, very emotional and. Is George Pickens as opposed to Kenny Pickett? Sorry, George Pickens. Yeah. Um, Kenny Pickett, I I don't think is the guy, um, no. and I think it says enough that he's reportedly healthy, and they started Mason Rudolph over him. Like Mike Tomlin has a legacy to preserve, and can he get another winning season with that that offense in Pittsburgh? Like maybe he can because I thought I thought that streak was surely coming to an end last year, and he's done it last year and this year. Um, I if I'm Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh uh, if I'm Omar Omar Khan in the Pittsburgh front office, I'm their GM. I don't feel like I need to move off Tomlin, but I feel like I need a new quarterback, mm-hmm. um, and I need to work really hard at the uh, on the offense, because yeah, George Pickens is potentially wide receiver one material. I, there's not too much else there. Jalen Warren and Najee Harris are, are nice running backs. Um, yeah, but even Najee Harris is not what we had hoped. No. Um, yeah, they need to keep working there. The O-line, like Deontay Johnson, I don't know. Maybe he's a wide receiver too, but obviously, you know, that that's not a, a wide receiver duo that's, that's making headlines. So I'm not sure. I think it's up to Tomlin. Um, rather than the GM that's going to be making that call. Right. Let's stop stalling. Yeah. Let's get it over and done with. Yeah. Um, 9.32, Eagles Buccaneers. Pretty, uh, pretty miserable, I have to say. <laughs> um, but look, as I said before, I, I, I had a good feeling that this was going to happen. I feel like I've been mentally preparing for this for a month and a half. Um. Um, as the day got, or as the days got closer to, uh, to to Monday evening, I started convincing myself that it was the Eagles who had who had just lost focus because they had clinched their wild card spot and they were all going to put it all back together, but. They hurt me again, um, and what we might need to do just after the season is is have a look at, because midway through the season, I think we had looked at head coaches 
and said whether their seat was warm, hot, or cold, and they were safe. I'm pretty sure I Sirianni in the safe spot, and there's probably not a head coach being looked at more than he right now. Yeah, um, I think there's a with there's excellent reason. Couple of of reasons. But there's a brilliant euphemism been put forward by Shannon Sharp today. Just thought I'd bring it forward. Not looking to, to steal credentials. He said the Eagles this season have been like that car you had. That the check engine light is on, but it's still running, so we'll keep going. And it's per- like we've been saying since week one, there's something wrong with the offense. But we were like, it's going to click. It's going to yeah, click. Yeah, yeah. And it never really did. And ultimately... I don't know whether they were winning in spite of their failings or if it was just a gr- it was a more gradual Super Bowl hangover that they were experiencing but something went drastically wrong with the Eagles post Super Bowl I think there was enough class in, in within the playing group to kind of mask that for so long but ultimately they came undone and there was just I said it before, I, I, I kind of feel like the loss to the 49ers just really yeah. brought them crashing to earth. Not because the 49ers maybe broke them, but I think at this stage they just kind of realised, no, we, we, we are bad. There, there's something wrong here and we just can't fix it. I think they, they kind of thought that maybe if they could just get over the 49ers, they could kind of just keep it going and kind of get it back together. But I think when they lost against the 49ers, I, I just feel like they were emptied out and ultimately yeah look Sirianni's ultimately going to probably play the price it's easy when you look at some of his more embarrassing publicity stunts for one of a better phrase mm. like that incident against Kansas I think we're 6-2 and two since that happened 6-1 and 6-1 we beat Buffalo since Kansas 2-6 and six. That's what I meant. Sorry, sorry. Two and six. Um. Yeah. I some. I think it is two and six since uh, Buff- uh since Kansas yeah. and that's Buffalo. Buffalo and the New Giants. York. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Look, I won't lie. I had San Francisco penciled from the start of the year as probably the game during the season that I wanted to win the most, and I think the players did too because they were. The emotional investment seemed to just drain following that yeah. spanking. Um, I think, like, and you, you'll have heard it non-stop during and since that Eagles game. Uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were going on about it. Blitz, Joe, or Jalen Hurts was blitzed on 50% of his dropbacks, I think, or 50% mm-hmm. of passes. Um, very, very little was there any schemed protection you know five o-line you know the o-line i'll 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 admit i think the eagles o-line was slightly overhyped this year um but regardless no o-line of five men are going to be able to protect six against six rushers um so like it's there's a schematic failing there um it's yeah it's pretty Pretty bad. Pretty bad. But I think... Pretty bad. Pretty bad. A lot we'll, of... we'll leave it there. Because we've, the Bullers sure, have sure. not mentioned the books at all. And we're doing a great discredit to... We are. A um, remarkable story, which is Baker Mayfield. Yes. Um, don't want to do any... Disc- I, I have no ill will towards the books. They spanked the no. Eagles. I think um, the books wide receivers played a poor game. And had they caught some of... Baker Mayfield's passes, they could have put could have put up at least another fourteen points on the Eagles. Baker Mayfield had a really good game. Um the Bucks pass rush had a good game. Again, partly probably because they'd won more rusher than O linemen um half the time. But even still they absolutely got the job done. Forced a pretty embarrassing mistake on Jalen Hurts. Um, in his own end zone, which resulted in a safety. That's a, just a, a really good play. Uh, any way you dice it. Just books 
came to play, man. Like the Bucks had a one of the league's worst passing defenses, and Jalen Hurts I think put up two hundred and sixty yards. Two seven six. Two seven six. Most. Uh, well, most uh, no. Uh, it's total yards. Um, uh, I have it here. Uh, net passing, net yards passing, two three four. Yeah. So and most of that was probably to um, Devonta Smith quite late. Um. So. Even the Bucks' weakness couldn't be overcome by by Philly, and I'm going to choose to give props to the Bucks rather than than blast Philly because that's not fair. I just think the Bucks did everything they needed to. Um, the score was thirty two nine, and it shouldn't have been that close. No. Um, yeah. Um, ultimately, the thing that's that's bugged me, I suppose, all year is the lack of a rushing game. Yeah, you look at last night. We finished with forty two. We've a great running running back group by commission. Uh, when we were going well, Devontae, Devont, uh, DeAndre, Swift DeAndre Swift yeah. was was flying. Uh, I heard his name less and less and less and less and less as the season went on. Yep. Um. Yeah. Forty two rush yards. First hundred nineteen by Tampa. Look, it is what it is. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. Uh, to this week's previews, so I think it's yourself to to eagles in again Saturday twenty one, Houston twenty one thirty sorry Houston does be pumping around that time. Yeah, we gave out a little bit about some of the games, kind of mostly all one sided except for that Detroit Rams one. But last week walked, so this week can run. Um, first one is a very spicy matchup. It's the Texans at Baltimore. Half nine, hour time on Saturday. Um, Ravens are nine point favorites, which is pretty wide. I would have had it narrower than that, not by much, but a little bit. Um, but I'm like, it's it's very exciting. Former league MVP versus what's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Probably this year's MVP versus this year. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, very true. Um, look, it's going to be a great game. I think. If we if we get the two quarterbacks in a shootout, this could be a really good game. Um, obviously, Ravens well rested, so it's always worth having a look at those teams that are coming off a a bye week, and in some cases, almost two weeks without playing if they if they rested mm. um, on the last uh, week eighteen of the season. I'm gonna get the pick. I'm just gonna for the for the playoffs. I think we'll ignore spreads. I think we're just gonna p- pick winners now, and I struggle to to shy away from the Ravens here. Yeah, um, and look, I'm not. I think the Texans could win, but if I'm if you know if I had to stake my claim, I think I'd have to side with the Ravens here. I'd say Ravens. I think the Ravens will. Prevent a lot of that high-powered explosive um, offense that the, the Texans had against the Browns. I also don't envisage Lamar is going to give as as many uh, giveaway points as uh, Flacco did. Um, I yeah, I think Ravens. I think this might be a lot more low scoring than maybe the fans would like and I kind of think like a 20 point to 17 victory in favour of the Ravens is kind of what my feeling is this very early stage in the week yeah yeah I'd agree fair Um, moving on the second fixture on Saturday technically the very early hours of Sunday quarter past one the San Francisco 49ers in a similar position to the Ravens awake from their bye week and host the Green Bay Packers it's a bit of a classical NFC matchup mm. San Francisco will obviously open as favourites no doubt those odds will have shortened um, following the the Packers pummeling of the Cowboys uh, I haven't shortened much it's a similar point spread to the pre- previous game it's nine and a half point favourites it probably was a lot higher could have been could have been up at <laughs> could have yeah, been a lot higher 11 they, true enough been matched up in week one um, but yeah, I I think Green Bay's going into this with nothing to lose, brimming full of confidence from the week that's just gone. 
I think the 49ers are rightly favourites. But again, it's that age-old question of rest versus rust. and It is one I'd be putting an upset, upset alert. But I'm putting an upset alert because I think it goes one of two ways. I think the Packers play them tight or the Packers get blown out. I, I don't see a... I don't see like a eight to ten point victory for the for, for the 49ers. I see like it's very tight. It's two to three points either way, or it's a blowout for the 49ers. Okay. I, I would actually disagree. I think the 49ers will probably win and they'll probably win by a touchdown, two touchdowns, but it's not gonna okay. be your classic blowout. I just think like the 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 Packers came off that win and it just looked so good that they'll carry that momentum over. I don't think they'll be embarrassed. Um, I think they'll put up a resemblance of a fight. But I do think 49ers will win here. I think they were they were too efficient, like a machine, during the regular season. Yeah, rest versus rust, mate. Rest versus rust. Yep. Okay. Agree to disagree. I'm picking the 49ers, though. Um, yeah, same. Next game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At the Detroit Lions, did I steal your game? Will be correct. Will be correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's at eight o'clock on Sunday hour time. The Lions are six and a half point favorites. Again, rightly so. Probably the the favorite team. Um, gotta go with the Lions here. I think. I think their their offense is high powered. Um, I think the Lions will be able to exploit the weakness of Tampa Bay's secondary, where the Eagles couldn't. Um, I think the Lions have one of the premier O-lines in the league and will probably be wise enough to, to block any extra rushers to Jared Goff, particularly so when Jared Goff struggles under pressure. Now, maybe Tampa Bay can get there because their D-line did have a good performance um, and force some, some pressure and panic on Jared Goff. But I gotta go with the Lions here. Yeah, same. I, I think if you if you gave the Lions the results all around the well, all around the NFC from last weekend before Ice is ideal. Taking your hand. They are the big winners from last week. Yeah. Um so yeah, Lions for me look the books are scrappy. The Lions have been consistently good all year I think yeah Lions at home as well they've got over their hump as well of getting that first playoff victory in so long yeah like the pressure ultimately eases on them that little bit look they'll be playing for an NFC championship game which I think might have been a prediction of yours in the, in the post preseason um, might have been could have been I probably made yeah. it for the the memes as they say I'll have to go yeah. back and check Um. And then that brings us to our final game on Sunday, which, as touched upon, comes from Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, New York. And the Bills host the Chiefs in the playoffs for the first time. Patrick Mahomes' first away game on the road. Temperature's probably not going to be too dissimilar from what both sides played in this weekend. Mm. Um, I don't know. what I'd say the odds are the, are the shortest of any other side playing at home. This weekend, yeah, by but, some margin. Uh, sorry. Yeah, by by a margin. Um, the Bills are two and a half point favorites. I, I and I think that's how this game plays. I think while the Chiefs look very good in the weekend, they are still a side I'm not fully convinced in. And maybe I'm comparing them to their performances of latter year. Um, but I think it's the closest this matchup has ever been even though both sides are obviously worse than they were last year. So I'm going Chiefs on experience and the lack of Patrick Mahomes' ability to, to serve off a, a Josh Allenism uh, and Josh Allen's capacity to serve off a Josh Allenism. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills pulled it off. But I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm probably going to go with the Bills here, I think, the home difference might make a difference, or the sorry, the home um, 
advantage, home field advantage might make a difference. Um, obviously, you know, Kansas just came from playing in mighty minus 20 degrees. So it's not as if the cold will exactly phase them. Um, but I think travel, that might be the type of thing that tips the edge. Um, potentially. Potentially. I know Buffalo is banged up in the secondary. But I think Kansas might not be the receiver group to fully take advantage of that. Um, look, I just think the Bills have been on an absolute tear. I think that the hottest team right now, they've won their last six games. Um, and we've seen them do it defensively. And we've seen Josh Allen just, as you say, absolutely ball like with that 52-yard rushing touchdown. He can do with everything. He can do... In any which way he wants. Um, and I just don't think Patrick Mahomes can do that just with the receivers he has. Which is fair. Which is fair. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm still going to back the Chiefs. That's okay. That's fine. I'll Old allow habits it. die hard. Old habits die hard. Um, yeah, but look, I think that's, that's all from me. That's all from me. Should be a good weekend. Enjoy your football wherever you are. God, thank you. God bless. And good night. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.